Okay, we're on. We're on. We're on, bitches. We're here. We're here. We're ready. Welcome to, we came up with a name. Tell me. Uh, Comedy Confession Booth. Oh, I love it. Very Catholic. (laughs) Is it? Very mass. Love it. Very (laughs) suited to the situation at hand. Exactly. I'm trying to um, shirk my reputation as a Jew. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Shirk is a nice word. I never heard that word. It is a good word. It's a good word. We love good words. Um, Well, welcome to the Comedy Confession Booth, Kyla Cobbler. Thank you for having me, Jamie Lerner. I'm sorry for my tardiness. Oh, no, that's okay. I'm always late. I'm very late. I'm never late. (laughs) I'm a very punctual person. I was like, she forgot. I forgot. I completely forgot. I didn't even have an excuse. I was like, I'm literally at the beach. I'm so sorry. I'm like lounging around. I should have just come to meet you at the beach. <sighs> that would have been better, but we would not have done a podcast. No, I would have stolen everything from the studio. Yeah. And then Brought carried it, down it and on set my it back. Up. Yes, yeah, your tiny, up. tiny back. You'd never be able to carry all this stuff down. Come on now, Miss Lerner. Come on now, Miss <laughs> Lerner. Would do my best. Mm. I would try. Um, I don't know what that accent was. So welcome to the booth. Thank you. Um, basically, what this is, is... Um, I'm going to ask you questions about your comedy life and Amazing. career. Um, Amazing. And you have some upcoming shows. I do. Let's plug those now and at the end. Because, okay. Because, you know. There's many. There's many. And people, I don't think anyone's going to stop listening because this is the best one we mm, have. Thank you very much. Hopefully. Fingers fucking crossed. Yeah. Well, there's only one other, which is with Mariah. And that's also the best one we have. I don't want her to think no, that it's less No, of course. Than. I get really, it. everything is equal. Everything is equal and everyone is just, just there's abundance in the collective. There is. We're all incredible. It's true. We are. It's true. It's true. It's Everyone's. seen in Barcelona. I saw Mariah last night. She's fucking funny. Yeah. I told her, I was like, since you've been single, you're funnier. <laughs> You're fucking funnier. Do you worry that's happened to you? I'm terrified that I'm going to lose my funny. That he, every time he dips his cock in me, he's taking some sort of my sense of humor out. I'm like, don't use like an avatar in its tail. I'm like, just don't fucking come at me, right? <laughs> uh, you never know. I don't know. People definitely get, yeah, I think it's a thing, right? People, especially comedians, they break up and then they just get, it's like something awakens in them. Yeah. Because it can really dull when you're in, it's like, there's nothing lonelier than being in a relationship you don't want to be in. I'm not, Mariah, this is not pointed at your relationship. I know nothing <laughs> about your relationship, but we've just segued on to this conversation. Uh, I think when you're in a relationship that's like dulling your spark or like your mind is somewhere else or thinking about it, it can really fuck up your creativity. Yeah. And I feel like that freedom and that liberation of like breaking up with someone or like even a situation of like being like, you know what? No more. Done. It exactly. can really like <gasps> give you like a fresh kind of push you know yeah it can I think there's like a a a middle point where it's like when you're too sad Mm. then you can't do like people think that you have to be like tortured to be a comedian or to be an artist right and you definitely don't right no you don't because if you're too sad you can't do shit you're you're sitting on the couch smoking weed yeah literally literally Um, and just eating eating cheesies I love eating cheesos what are those things called cheesos cheese cheese Cheetos, oh, Cheetos, Cheetos, yeah, yeah, Cheetos. Cheetos, Cheetos, Cheetos. Oh God, I hate Cheetos. I love them. I love that little fucking the cheesy fingers. Oh my God. I like that with, um, you know, those ice cream sandwiches where it's like mm. the chocolate. Yeah, the bomb bomb, the, the maxi bomb bomb. Yeah, or like, mm. yeah, and they the chocolate sticks to your fingers. Yum. Love that. Love it. I love that. Um, so anyway, uh, let's get into it. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, so tell me, like, why how you began doing stand-up comedy and like why why you were like yeah I'm gonna do comedy um so I started doing stand-up so I started doing like obviously on Instagram like storytelling and like that I never really considered myself a comedian until 
Mike Rice invited me on his podcast and he actually called me a comedian and I remember being like I'm not a comedian and he's like hey you're right he's like, you're not a stand up but you're definitely a comedian like you're writing material and doing material online and I was like I guess you're right and then he was saying to me you should try it you should just try it and I was so scared of trying it I didn't want to at all and then we went to Imperfecto I went to see him and this is before I knew anyone or started doing any sort of like live performance and by chance all of the audience were Italian there was only like 15 people and like literally 13 were Italian and I was like he was like go up come on just sign up just sign up and I was like I'll just go up and speak in Italian so I went up and I had a shot of whiskey and I just said in Italian I didn't make any jokes I just told the truth I was like look I'm really interested in this guy I'm really trying to get involved so let's just pretend I'm hilarious and everyone <laughs> obviously they were loving it and they were like and he was like what did you say and I was like oh yeah you know just like a few bits and pieces I've been working on and I was like just told the truth and then so that was like the first kind of stand up experience I had but I was terrified like it wasn't easy at all it wasn't enjoyable it was just like scary there was no yeah and then I don't know I think I just kind of always there was always in the back of my mind to do it and then on the 16th of May I signed up I asked Phil Varney was still running the Sunday show yeah. and I was like can I come to your show and he was like yeah for sure I like that you know the date yeah yeah because it was it was like the biggest I just it was so scary I just didn't I knew I had to do it but I just didn't want to there was like something in me that was like don't yeah, and then I did it again, very drunk, and <laughs> it was okay. Like I don't really, I was absolutely, I got langers, like even before and after, and I just kept going from there. Yeah, and I kept quitting and being like, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't me. There's other ways of like being creative, but something kept drawing me back into it. What do I you think that something is? I don't know. The divine. I don't know. The divine. The divine. The, the universe. The comedy gods. The comedy gods. Because it was. Just, I honestly was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, like I would like book shows and then get high and like cancel all the shows. Yeah. Like I, I remember like, when I came, yeah. you kind of had a bit of a not. I don't want to say a reputation, but like, yeah. like booking you was like, oh, she might like she's super funny, she's amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she might not, she might not come. show up. Yeah, yeah, I was flaky. I was just so. I was just always like, I was just terrified. It just terrified me. It's it just, scary. It's so scary. And my like leg used to shake, and like sometimes I would mm. talk, and my it would get stuck in my throat. Like I would try and say something, it would get stuck in my throat, and I was like, I just can't do this. And it was like everything. It wasn't even like being funny. It was like being up on stage and being under the spotlight and everyone looking at you. And it was just overwhelming. It was just really overwhelming, the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like that's so surprising to me in a way because you're such a natural performer and a yeah. natural storyteller. Is yeah, thank sound, you. Is my sound okay? Yeah, my sound's... My, I'm going to turn you up. Turn you up, man. Yeah, I think I guess I have like a higher timber or something. Um mm. Yeah, no, because you're just such a natural on stage that like yeah. I never thought of you as someone who oh, would have had terrified. any stage fright. Like now, totally at ease. Like I yeah. love it. I'm at home there, but yeah, it just took a lot of because also you're you're confronting with yourself and your own like insecurities, and it's it's hard. And I think as le- as well as women, you yeah. know, we're not used to being in the middle and being listened to as much. So that's a, but that was a big thing as well. Like I remember Marnie Manning gave me my first 15 minutes. It was on my birthday in. What's that? What's that venue called in Jumbury? Oh yeah, it was the Tarantos. Tarantos. Yeah. I think I was there. Yeah, and she got me a cake and all. Yeah, and it she's was like, so cute. You can do it. You, and I, like this point, had never done crowd work. I'd never like. I was just like, oh my god, I can't do fifteen. And I remember for like two days before the show, I didn't eat, and I had like oh really bad god. piles. I was so piles. yeah, that, like in my bum. Yeah, yeah, where you can't <laughs> shit. Like I was so and like going out to my house, and, like doing yoga beforehand, and like just being so scared, like. Oh my god! Now when I think now, fifteen minutes, I'm like, fucking, give me the mic, whatever. Yeah, like, like I don't yeah, even yeah. need to like plan it. Totally, that much, yeah. I'm like, that's chill. Like, but it was, it's crazy. 
It's crazy that that was two years ago. Yeah. That's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. I remember that night. You were yeah. really good then. No, I don't though. even. You were, I remember being like, wow, she is really funny. Oh, God, I don't And even... then I feel like after that is when you started really consistently like. Yeah, I think I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I just got to do it. I got booked in Cork because this guy, this uh, club owner in Cork where I'm from kept trying to book me and I was like, I haven't got 15, I haven't got 15. Because he's like, just come and do like a 15 minute set and I was like, no, no, no. And then I realised I was just self-sabotaging. Mm, yeah. And then again, something intervened that was beyond my perception and I was like, okay, I have to do it. Yeah. And then with there, just, yeah, just those pushes. It's not, it's cool that you had people pushing you. I did. I And yeah, I was very lucky. Like I've had so many conversations with Marnie and Hector and Andy and everyone of just like, you need to do this. Like keep getting off, just keep getting off. Because that's what I kept yeah. saying to everyone. Like what's the like, but like how do you like get better? Like there has to be a way of like practicing without like going up on stage. And everyone was like, no, no. Like you just literally have to go up all the time. Like yeah. that's the only. And I was like, I know, but like apart from that like is there anything else and everyone's like no no like you literally have to continue to go up constantly and I was like okay and they were right they're right and it's a very it's also like a very New York mindset too where it's like I I would say like in New York everyone's like you have to just do as much as possible I I do think that there's a bit of a disconnect sometimes though because like in New York for instance comedians are like you have to go up as much as possible um, but they don't like they they just go up over and over again until the same jokes and don't yeah. actually work. Yeah. Um and that happens here too. It sure. happens everywhere. Sure. So it's like I think I I would say that like you're someone who I see you do a joke once and yeah. then the next time you do it you've edited and you've yeah. like added. But that really yeah. comes like I don't write that. Like that comes from going up on stage. Like I very rarely write with a pen. Yeah. Like I'll write it down and stuff if I'm trying to work it out, but like usually I'll have an idea and I'll go and I'm lucky because I host. So when I'm hosting, I'll like work it in and like have a little conversation with people. And then from there, I'll get gather ideas from that. But yeah, like, that's just like conversation, basically, you know. Yeah. What is your writing process? Like, do you have one at all? Um. So I just go through phases. Like sometimes I would love to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I write. I commit like every day for like an hour. Like I don't, you know, <laughs> I think for me, a lot of it is connected to like my well-being, my mental health. So like when I'm, you know, working out and like outside a lot and doing yoga, it just gives me time to think. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, a lot of it is just the thought process. And like, I ponder a lot. Like, I'll sit and think. That's why I like airports. I quite like airports. Oh my God. I'll always yeah. just sit and be like, hmm, you know, and certain ideas will come to mind. And then I'll go on stage. And the only time I'm kind of, I go to write is, yeah, when I'm trying to like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I should be writing more. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, am I cheating that I, I don't? write as much I journal a lot but not necessarily about comedy like I would journal yeah. I journal my thoughts and like what I'm thinking about and before I used to have like a notebook for jokes and a notebook for journaling but now I'm like I've realised that the less shit I have around me that's distracting me the easier it is for me so if I'm journaling and I think of something funny I'm like well that's funny cool and yeah. I'll underline it and then I'll go and talk about it but for me my, my creative process is just it's such a whole of my existence like it's now I prioritise it completely Mm-hmm. so like I obviously you know I've stopped drinking I've stopped smoking weed I've stopped doing everything and I'm like as creatives and as artists I think we just need time to do nothing I think we just mm-hmm. need time to like let our brains go wherever it needs to go Yeah. and I also think that I'm an avid reader and I think reading for me for some reason inspires me and is very beneficial and a lot of my ideas come when I'm reading or when I'm in that headspace or you know, so writing wise, I don't really have kind of like solid, you know, this is what I do every morning, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll, again, go through phases, but 
there's times that I'm out running and I'm like oh shit that's funny yeah. or I'll see an observation and I'm like like that whole reverse cowgirl bit came from when other people's dogs smell your crotch like I was out <laughs> running and a dog came up with my crotch and I was like this is the most awkward feeling <laughs> and like I love putting words to those situations yeah you know and then I was like oh, it's kind of like sexual tension and then from there it all kind of started building and then I find myself in situations and I go that's funny but like it just takes so much and it's trusting right mm-hmm. it's trusting that it's going to come because you can sit and yeah. write for days but you're like you just it just comes then you're like okay nothing for like two months and then you're like okay 20 minutes perfect yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah it's very scary. Exactly. Well, I think it's like it goes along with the idea that like some of your best ideas come when you're like in the shower. Yeah, totally. Know? Totally. That's one of the few times that we're actually. Yeah. Not distracted. Yeah. Not distracted. And it's nice and warm and it's our nice bodies and are like. Clean. It's yeah. It's like a yeah. what you're saying with yoga and everything else. Yeah. It's like health. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. Like I you're really... caring for yourself. Exactly. And that's your like your creativity comes from you. So it's like you're minding that and you're holding space for that. And then it blossoms because of that, you know. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Mm. What are your favorite jokes that you're telling right now? My favorite joke I've ever written is my airplane joke about the two female pilots. Oh my god! My yeah. opener. <laughs> I love that. I lo- it's my favorite joke. It's just my favorite joke because it's like I don't really write structured jokes. Yeah. So because I get to like I have like this joke that I know is like a little thirty second thing or like maybe a little bit longer, and it always kind of <laughs> not I'm touch wood it always lands but it usually always lands and I just love it like that plane that you were on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, that's my favorite joke. 100%. I love that joke. It's so silly and it's so fun, and I just love it. So. I like it because it's silly and it's fun, but it's also based in truth. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very true. Like, and we like, all, we're all like, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just nice. It's a good. I like it. It's a good joke. It's a fun joke. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, fun. It is. And I think it also plays into that, like being a feminist and being supportive of women. And it's like but also we, being realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also knowing our place, you know yeah, what I mean. Knowing that like yeah, yeah. women should not fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's so. It's just yeah. It's a giggle. I love the reaction of the audience. They're like yeah, yeah, and then the little misdirect and and it's one of my very few jokes that isn't about like I think I wrote my first hour has been really based on sex because and like dating because that's where mm. I was mentally. Yeah. So a lot of my material is very that premise, which of course like it's normal yeah I mean that's what we're thinking about exactly so I just like that it is out of that as well you know what I mean it's like not in that premise yeah it's just fun to write about it you know it is fun Mm. it's a little more like observational exactly exactly outside of that I like that um is gone rogue so tell me about gone rogue that's your upcoming hour that's what you're doing at the cork Opera, Opera House, House. I know. Sold, sold out. out. Sold a thousand out. seats. I know. That's insane. It's like insane. Sorry, my ear is itchy. It's <laughs> in, like, it's it's beyond. Like, I remember seeing, like, Daryl Breen in the Opera House. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I was talking to them during the week for, like, just the tech side of stuff for, like, lighting and, like, my who's opening for me. And they were like, so what about next year? And I was oh like, well, God. what do you mean? They're like, well there was a lot of demand so like would you consider coming back on your birthday again so they booked me for two nights (gasps) next year so what I'm going to do is release the ticket link the night of the show instead of like selling t-shirts and shit I'm going to be like guys next year come back for a whole new show which I don't have yeah but that'll be fun but you will I will I will because you're going to have another year of life yeah exactly that's actually a very good point yeah I'm going to have another year of life so going back again so hopefully this could be like an annual thing where you know they'll be very handy financially (laughs) to start yeah, the year with a sold out show in fucking in Cork but yeah it's crazy so Gone Rogue is yeah it's just my yeah from the very beginning from the Latino bit which is the first ever mm-hmm. bit I wrote to the newer bits and it's just a kind of beginning and of end of like when I was dating 
as a drinker and like well, obviously life as a non-drinker and the different kind of feeling and navigating through that and hopefully in a really fun way and yeah I'm proud of it yeah I'm proud of it it's cool it's I'm so excited cool. to see it yeah I, I'm not seeing it in Cork unfortunately I know but, you'll see it but I'll see it here yeah yeah I'm gonna I mean, come. you've seen it like a million times in different little snippets little so, snippets yeah. but I want to see it all together yeah, you know yeah. it's been um, it's been a journey it's been very very cool very it, cool writing and performing it, is cool. it. Yeah. yeah and so now you're doing it I said we were gonna promote at the beginning but then we forgot we forgot so when are you doing it here so I am doing it so tomorrow I'm doing it in Perfecto uh, with Andy and then Friday I'm doing it at 6.30 here and then at 10 in the Secret Comedy Club. And then on Sunday, I've got my usual show. On Saturday, I'm doing it here again at right. 6.30. Nice. And then on Tuesday at 10 p.m. So I'm taking over Fakus and show up, go up. Ha-ha. And doing it. Because, like, that's my only... I can't... Like, that's how I practice. Like, I can't sit and look at it written down. Yeah, no. So I just have to do it. And then I'm flying to Cork on the 14th. And then the show's on the 17th. Wow. My asshole is closing as I say that. <laughs> How crazy is that? I'm like, I have the urge to poop. <laughs> yeah, no pooping. No pooping in the studio. No pooping in the studio. No pooping Not in the, in the confession booth. I know. Oh, So, yeah, it's just been mental. I just can't believe it. Like, when they booked me, I didn't even have the hour written. I was like, I had like, I mean, I did have like 40 minutes. So I just, I was missing like another yeah. bit. But, yeah, I can't believe it's here. Yeah. It's good. It's like a good incentive, though. It's like it's the best incentive. Not that this is anything comparable, but like I was like, I'm gonna book in my hour for December, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I came to. Your and hour. I was just like, I'm gonna just have to put it together. And yeah. then the day before, I was like, What the fuck am I doing? I know. So it's terrifying. Isn't it would it? be a lot better to have like an opera yeah. house where you're like, No, I actually oh, have to. know People what have I'm like doing. paid money, money to come. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> it's Ireland too, so it's not like five euro ticket. You know, it's like it's yeah. like money. How much were the tickets? I think they were like thirty, twenty five or thirty. I don't. Yeah, know exactly. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's exciting. That's gonna be so cool. I'm so excited for you. Um, Let's see. I'm using this mouse as if it does anything for the computer. It it doesn't. It does it for that one. Um, So you live in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. I guess you kind of split your time with Cork and Barcelona, but you're here more. I'm here more. Yeah, yeah, Um, for sure. So what led you to move here? I was in Italy and I lived there for seven years and I speak Italian and then I thought to myself before I go and turn 30 if I could have another language under my belt that would be a good skill set because this is before I started comedy so I was like I didn't study I never went to university I have no kind of qualifications or I've always just done hospitality work or fashion so I was like I'll come to Barcelona and like in a year I'll learn Spanish because it's the exact same Mm -hmm. and then I started comedy instead and changed my life so it has been so I actually came here just to learn Spanish which anyway is like pissing into the fucking wind yeah you can't learn Spanish you can't learn Spanish in Barcelona (laughs) like literally it's the stupidest thing ever it's like a prison yard it's like the Argentinians stay with the Argentinians the Mexicans with the Irish so yeah and then everyone here just speaks Catalan literally and English so Yeah. yeah It's very, it's so fresh. My grandfather's yeah. like, why don't you speak Spanish yet? You've been here two years. And I I'm know, like, you don't understand. What's <sighs> your granddaddy's name? Uh, Jules. Jules. Oh, really? Yeah. So cute. I know. Jules. It's like, so his name's Jules and my grandmother's name Daryl. So people mix them up a yeah, lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's actually so cute. Daryl. Right? Yeah. People oh, wow. think that she's going to be a black man. And yeah. <laughs> people think that he's going to be an Irish woman or that something. That is so cute. Jules. <laughs> yeah. Aww, what a babe. They're cute. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But yeah, they're like, you should be speaking Spanish by now. And I'm like, yeah. I can't. It's so hard though. It's And then the minute yeah. you walk into a shop, like especially like you as well, like I look like a fucking geary. Like I'm yeah. tall, pale, but blonde or blue eyes. Like people are like, hello. And I'm like, sure. Right. Exactly. Like people, people actually, I look a little Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look as yeah. foreign as me. Especially in the summer, I tan. Yeah. 
Or yeah, do yeah, you burn? I, you tan I tan, a little. I tan. I tan. I've seen I, you tan. I call it tan. It's it has a red tinge, but I tan. <laughs> I'm like I'm fucking tanned. Okay. I'm like a tomato that's like a brown tomato. Yeah, like overripe, <laughs> sun dried. That's I'm my sun-dried. vibe. I'm sun dried. <laughs> you are. I'm getting there. Um. No, that's amazing. That's cool though that you moved here and then your life changed because yeah. well, part of it is like you're so you have a big following on Instagram. Yeah. So yes, tell me, yeah, that's not a pre-written question because most most people yeah. I interview do not. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's a guy who wants something. Um. I'm sure, John will get him. Yeah, John's got him. John's okay, got him. Thank God. Um. But um, what was I saying? Instagram. I'm a, Instagram. Tell me, like, how that happened. Instagram happened. So I joined Instagram before it had like when it was just photographs. What's that? Um, What's that, Milan? Hey, Vam. Um, before <laughs> I love him. Yep. Before Instagram, oh yeah, before Instagram had like videos and reels and stuff, and it was just photographs. Remember? Mm-hmm. And the stories had just come out, and the bloggers, because like Irish bloggers, it's like big in Ireland being a blogger, mm. like influencers, and like there, some of them are a fucking joke. Some of them are amazing, but some of them are a fucking joke. Yeah. And I just started doing the stories that I do now, the daily stories, like messing and playing, and just grew really organically, just consistency, just cool. did it every day. And just shared my life really honestly. And back then too, like now I'm like 32 and like in a relationship and sober. So like my life is really boring and routine based. <laughs> but like back then I was like, oh my God, I was going out and like taking pills and like getting fucked up and sleeping around. And I would just say that. I would just yeah. tell the truth, you know. So I think people appreciated the honesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people were that my age were going through the same things or women who were older were like, oh, good for you. Go out and fucking have fun and... Yeah, you know what I mean and there's definitely been moments where I absolutely hated it and just didn't want to be online anymore because it's hard to share all the time and it's, sometimes it's weird when people come up and they like they feel like they know you which of mm-hmm. course I understand but it can be a little bit especially if they're after a few drinks and like they kind of overshare and you're like yeah you're like, oh, I really, don't, I don't know you. We don't know each other. And I know that's really hard, but like we don't. And like, don't be wrong, like sometimes it's beautiful and there is really tender moments, but it's just, you know, it just is what it is. It's like the belly of the beast, right? You just have to keep feeding it. Because it's, it's conflicting because yeah. at times I know Instagram is just so bad for us and so like, but it's a tool, right? And it's currency. Mm-hmm. So as long as I have it and it's working, then why not? Yeah, no, it's a tool, it's currency. And I also think that you've kind of tapped into the good side of it. I feel like that too. Thank you for saying that. I feel like that too. I think yeah. that I I try and have a, a, like a good relationship with it and I try and get back to people and like actually put effort into saying thank you to people and, yeah. you know. And it, like it sold me tickets. Like I have no management and I'm selling out auditoriums. So like, yeah. happy thank you more please. Nothing but gratitude, you know. Are you going to make happy thank you more please merch? Yeah, I am. Yes. I want to. Simon's designing it. Oh my god! Yeah, he's so cute. The hunk. The hunk. <laughs> I love him. He's, he's so, so cute. cute. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so cute. We'll talk about him a little because yeah. he's like a new thing in your life. He is. He's brand new, and it makes me so happy. He's just so, and it's so crazy because I like met him. I think it's the first kind of guy that came into my life. But I met him, and I'm already happy. Like I met him yeah. when I was in a really good place, and like. I just honestly thought before I met him, I'd been single for so long, and I was like, I just don't think that maybe in this lifetime romantic love is going to be in my life you know because everything else I was surrounded by love I have an amazing support group of friends and like intelligent women all around me and like my you know comedy has just gone so well Mm -hmm. which is amazing I found something that I love to do and I'm good at so it's like you know it just I just was like maybe it's just not going to be this lifetime you know and I really come to terms with that and then he's just like hey and I was like, hey. And then that was it. It was just like, he's so incredible and supportive and kind. And he is. Yeah, he is. He's great. Yeah, and I, I get like, that yeah, outside. yeah, yeah. He's like, he's, and he loves comedy, which is great. 
So yeah, I just feel really lucky. And he's the kind of person, something that really made a difference to me, and I'm sure you'll understand this as a comic, mm-hmm. comic yourself, is that before shows, I, he doesn't annoy me. You know, sometimes like, oh my God. you can't be around people when you're before you perform, mm-hmm. but with him, he's just like such a like relaxing yeah. and easing energy. Like it just, he soothes me. You yeah. Know? Which is like very good energy to yeah, have before yeah. going on stage. Absolutely. And he's also like he's chill. Like he'll like so if you're chill. like I need I need to like totally go through my material. Like he'll like, talk to me. Like yeah, or yeah whoever. Yeah. He's like, like you he's, do you, babe. Like he's yeah. so. Oh, he's just. I feel so lucky. Like Aww. I always say, he's my prize for getting sober. He's what I want. Oh. Yeah, he's my wee prize. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stay sober. Sure. <laughs> call because you honestly, it's just been yeah. He's, That's so cute. He's great. I love that. Um. Yeah. Well, how okay? So, um, I'm gonna go into my canned questions a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, you've performed in a bunch of cities now, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how does the Barcelona scene compare? Like, I know it was really your first comedy scene, but yeah. you know, how would you say that the Barcelona scene in particular is, you know, important to your to your growth as a comedian? And like, how does it compare to these other comedy scenes? For sure. Um, I think that if it wasn't for the Barcelona scene, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like 100%. They, you guys have just you been... You would be in a better place now. I'd be I'm much kidding. more successful. <laughs> and I would be on Netflix. No, I... No, no, it was like, it was the love and support of everyone on the scene and the community vibe. And like, I've always felt like an alien just meeting everyone here. I'm like, okay, cool. These are my people. Like, yeah. and just the just how we help each other out like if there's ever like two or three shows or and you're like okay you can open mine and close mine and we all work together and it's like this is it good it's just been you guys have been amazing I think we're all amazing and it's and you know what like on a completely like professional level it's a fucking strong scene yeah like we're funny like the shows sell out they're great shows we put a lot of work into them and it's just like and again like I think there is and maybe this has been done unconsciously but it is an abundant scene. Like there's enough for everyone. We realize that no one's greedy. Everyone trying to work together to create something that's really special. And it worked. Yeah. It's really special. It's a really special place. And the shows are fucking incredible. And it's the best place for someone like me to grow because I get to go on stage. If I want to go on stage every night, I can go on stage every night. Yeah. There's shows there for everyone. If I can say, like, even when I was doing my big show in the summer in Dublin and I was like, guys, can anybody give me, like, 10 minutes? I need to, like, work this out. And everyone was like, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. just let me know. And, like, you don't get that anywhere else. No. Like, if, you don't. If, you, if that was, like, London, people Please. would be like... Who are you? Yeah. Like or not even are. that. Like they're just like go get your spots. Like contact yeah, you know, individual yeah. people. And yeah, like, blah blah blah. Whereas it's like here. It's just, just like you no, know, we're a family, and it's so. Yeah. And I know that eventually that will change because it's. I think it's going to get really big and really different. But I'm so glad I got to be a part of the originals. Yeah. Like I'm so so proud that. Yeah, we're like the founding fathers. We're the founding fathers. Like, we were in Pub Limerick. We all did it. Oh, my God. Like, I used a bartender before I was a comedian in the comedy club. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's, that is that's crazy. crazy. It's like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. It's like me, <laughs> like, You were like the janitor. Looking at the whiteboard, being like, what's the punchline? You know, like, it's so... Yeah, it's been... I love everyone here. I love that I feel. And I love that sometimes I'm at home and I'm like, nothing to do. And I'm like, I can just go hang out in a show. Yeah. And there'll be someone there that's, like, weird or, like, nice and just special it's a special place I like that your adjectives are weird and nice yeah it is weird and nice though right I, we're definitely weird people are so weird we're such weirdos we're weirdos we're absolute weirdos but we got each other's back that's what it is yeah yeah we and got I think it's back. like I think Barcelona in particular is a place where a lot of people go when they're like 
something, maybe something's not working for them where they're from or where they were. Maybe it was, but they were just like, I want to seek something yeah. else or something yeah, yeah. different. It definitely attracts a certain kind of person, right? Yeah. A certain kind of soul. Yeah. I think so. I agree. And I think it like, I think when you take people who have chosen to live in Barcelona and then yeah. people who are choosing to be part of this comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. You get a very particular. Yeah. It's fun. Mike, remember the clubbies? How beautiful were the clubbies? Oh my god, I love the clubbies. They were so. I was so. I was just like, my heart was full. I think I cried. I cried. <laughs> I was like, I'm an emotional wreck these days. Are you kidding? Now that oh, I'm all in best love. Host? I won best host. Yeah, I won best host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have my first. It broke. My trophy broke. No. Yeah, it fell off the. Although I have the two pieces, I just need to glue them back together. I was cleaning yeah, and it fell them. off my fucking bookshelf. No. That Phil Varney built me that bookshelf when I That's moved nice. house. Yes, because we're nice to each other. We're nice to each other. We, we're nice. John Alice minds my cat when I travel. Yeah, he tour. loves staying at your place. Yeah, though. it's a nice little place. Yeah, yeah, he's like, it's so close. Yeah, it's so close. <laughs> it's a nice place. Like, it's. We're just amazing. We're such a beautiful thing here. It's true. And I'm really proud when like people come over and I'm like, oh, come to Barcelona. Like, it's like amazing. You'll get loads of spots. And yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, I love I love the, like the visiting like a lot of visiting comedians. They always through. say it. They're like, "Wow, this is places." I'm like, "I know, I know." This, this was the let's talk up our scene section of the pod. Well, um, it's just the truth. It is. It's just the truth. You it's know just me. the truth. We love it. I don't tell lies. Um, yeah, who are your like? Who are your favorite comedians, either local or visiting or famous? Like, just the favorite. Your favorite My comics. Favorite. Like Andy Casper cracks me. Yeah. Andy Casper cracks me up. I've always said it on every podcast, no matter what level of podcast I'm doing, I'm like, Andy Casper is makes me like properly laugh. <laughs> and that's the one thing about doing comedy is that you don't laugh a lot. I think you yeah. get to where well, you're very used to it, which is very normal, right? It's like, but fuck me, Andy makes me cry. He's so <laughs> funny. So definitely Andy, I think for local is my favorite. Um, I think... Shane Gillis I love Shane Gillis stand up oh yeah I, I know, know. Is he a, he's is like he a bro Irish? no he's he's American he's like a bro, one of the bro heads but he did Beautiful nice. Dogs and it's like I think one of the best specials I've watched in so long cool like it it was just like simple because like I love like I do like obviously we're in a moment where like it's a lot to say and stuff but sometimes you just yeah. can't beat like old funny jokes yeah. about stupid shit like I do love that kind of comedy where it's just like a little less innovative and a little less like I'm sending a message or, like this is what like I'm trying to tell you or it's like just like I want to have a giggle yeah you know like I just, just have a giggle like it's a joke you yeah. know like sometimes I feel like we get a little bit too caught up in, in know, saying shit and sending these kind of like messages or like when I'm just like this is a crack this is a bit of fucking fun chill yeah. out we're not saving lives exactly well you it know? really it actually frustrates me a lot like I don't know if you watched I've like hate watched more comedy recently than I've yeah. watched stuff I wanted to <laughs> yeah 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 I hear um, so I watched like Matt Reif's special and Ricky Gervais's yeah, yeah. and Ricky Gervais who's amazing and he's incredible. a great joke writer oh great but he just sounds like he's ranting he's angry yeah and you can feel that and, and it's like, like what is he angry about he's yeah. like I can't say anything anymore I'm like you're on stage saying it saying shit saying like, it yeah yeah It's and you're like come on and there was moments when he like leaned away from it and just became more himself and you're like this is so good like, yeah like there are really good moments in that yeah, special yeah there is and then he is. ruins it by trying to say something I know. you should watch Beautiful Dogs Anyone Beautiful listening, dogs. oh, it's... Okay. I've, like, because I hyperfixate. Like, I'll watch nothing and then I've watched Beautiful Dogs, like, eight mm, times. Yeah. Like, eight, like, literally, I cannot. It gives me the biggest giggle. Like, I love the biggest that. giggle. Yeah I, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. It's really good. You're going to love um, it. I love that. Yeah. I love, I love just some silly... Co- That's why I really respect, like, Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if you watched her recent special. I didn't see it. I, she did it when she came here to visit. Yeah. 
And um, she was like, everyone says that you can't wait. Let me make sure I'm still recording. Take your time. How did you know that? Because uh, it stops at 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So I just have to do a new one. It's just a transcription software. Um, okay, great. We're back on. Back on. Um, but, yeah. Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby. Her recent special, she was like, everyone says I'm not a comedian because I was just saying something and trying to send a message. So here's just some silly comedy. Yeah, good for her. And it's. And it's the story of how she met her her now wife. Yeah. And it's amazing. Amazing, no? You should watch it. Her. I you will. love it. I will. I absolutely will. It's like really will. good storytelling, really good joke writing. Legend. Yeah. It's brilliant. And it just comes full circle in like the most, I think it's a 90 minute special too. Wow. Yeah. It's long. It's impressive. 90 minutes material. Oh my God. <laughs> Not even. Uh, one day. One day Kyla Cobbler is going to be up there doing three hour specials. Fuck me, bro. Oh my <laughs> no God. No bathroom breaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Two Casios. <laughs> yeah. Just timing. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I even the thought of writing a new hour, I'm like, oh, my head's already there. I can feel it. I'm like, oh my God. And like, see, since I know I have gone wrong coming up this has been such a like pinnacle like goal yeah like now even forgetting today like it's not me my head I am just ungrounded like I am just like well you've got a million things yeah yeah I have so much coming up and like even like getting there and just I just like I just need to do this it's like I'm building up to it I can feel myself like yeah anyway mental no, it's it's great though. It's like it's crazy. Do you get to that point with your material where because now you've been doing this material kind of for the last year or two yeah, years? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, okay, now I have to write a new hour. Yeah, yeah, I'm sated. Yeah, I'm done. I love Gone Rogue, but like I'm ready now. I'm like, give me stuff, but I just can't. Yeah. I tried to at January to start writing new stuff. And I'm like, my brain's just like, just do it first. Yeah, do it in the opera house get it done and then after it'll come and I just trust that it will and I can feel so obviously because I'm a girlfriend now and I haven't been a girlfriend in like seven years so there's lots of stuff coming up and I'm like oh, that's right. funny that's funny this is funny that's funny so I'm just like writing it all down somewhere and I'm like I'll pick a day and just do loads of open mics and I know yeah. I know it'll flow very fluidly when once I'm done with I just need to do the fucking opera house I need to get this done it's like that's my yeah so it's yeah. like a week away fuck <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> I know it's oh. fucking cool though. It's, it's fucking exciting. Cool, though. It is. It is. Um, you, uh, what was I going to We've been kind of bouncing around a little, so mm. I'm a little like, um, what was your worst ever gig? Do you remember? My worst ever gig. So this is going to sound really up my own ass, but I don't care. It's honest. So obviously I started and I had my Instagram thing and like yeah. people would come and see and. I wasn't well, I wasn't like taking any risks at the beginning like right. I was just doing the Latino bit and like you know there were certain endings to it and blah 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 and I remember the first time I bombed yeah at Space Cowboy I was doing Andy's oh, show of course it was Space Cowboy oh fuck Space Cowboy <laughs> Oh my god, what a room. <laughs> Michelle's uh, really taken that Friday though and run yeah, with it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. And yeah. I, I I went I saw her like the like second show she did and I was like, Okay, cool. Like obviously like learning how to be a host, whatever. And I went last week and I was like, Fuck, you're amazing. Yeah. It's such a it's like boot camp. Yeah. It's literally boot camp. Like Space Cowboy gave me such a thick skin because like not only is it just not built for comedy, but you've got like the bear, the air dryer and the fucking men's toilet, which is like the loudest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, every time it's, it flushes. Oh my God. Like it's so, so, and like people, and because you start a show in Space Cowboy and 
because people come in and out of the bar, you're never, you know, sometimes you start a show and you're like, okay, this is the feel of the show. Right. This is going to be hard. They're not that, you know. But with Space Cowboy, it's like, oh, this could change at any moment. Yeah. Don't get comfortable, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I was doing Andy's show and this is before I was hosting. And I, I did my opener and it mm-hmm. didn't land and it just threw me. I yeah. just had never, it just had never not landed. Yeah. And I just started saying all my punchlines and my back was sweating. I remember like ripples <laughs> of like sweat, you know, that slow I'm bombing sweat. Yeah. And I got off stage and I was supposed to do 15. I did eight, but I yeah. said all my material. I said everything. Right. And Andy was like, you need to do your time. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Kayla, it doesn't matter if you're eating shit. You need to finish the time because it's like for the respect of the show. And I was like, OK, fair. And then I bombed again, maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, a couple of weeks later at bomb shelter yeah I was headlining and it was like quarter to one in the morning so oh I mean that's a tough spot come on and uh, I did my time and I was so proud of myself I'm proud of you too yeah and I was like fuck. and then once you bomb once like yeah it's so liberating it's now I don't care no I obviously care but like it happens right like sometimes you You have to if you don't bomb as a comedian you're not taking risks you're not taking risks exactly so it's like okay I just have to like so yeah it was uh, I think bombing was probably the the best thing that happened for me oh I love that right that's a great perspective yeah because it's like okay this is the worst thing yeah like that's the worst that's gonna happen that's the worst thing and you know probably I mean yeah (laughs) Unless you're like Chris Rock, but who yeah. knows? someone could slap you. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, unless yeah. you're like in America yeah, and someone yeah, like, like just yeah, comes like, on stage and punches you. Literally. But yeah, it was, uh, that was a hard, that Space Cowboy bomb was a hard wake up call, but very necessary. Yeah. Very necessary. I'm glad. Yeah. That's that's the perspective on it now. Do you mm. have a favorite ever gig you've done? My favorite gig, I I remember when I went to Luxembourg with Victor Petraskan and Chris Darwa and oh, we yeah. were in this I just met Chris and Chris is like the nicest guy he's an absolute babe like amazing comedian really funny absolute babe he's a hottie can you introduce me yeah, he's okay. a hottie he's such a little hottie and it was just amazing I met him at the airport and it was like an instant connection and we did this amazing show we did two shows back to back in a theatre with Victor and it was just a great vibe it was just like a really fun really fun show and then obviously my first time I did Gone Rogue was amazing yeah, that was like the first time I was like, right, I only did like 47 minutes instead of 60, but it's, it's just hard. Amazing. First time doing it is You're emotional. It's an emotional experience too because you yeah. put so much work into it and like, you know. Yeah. You put a lot of pressure onto yourself, so. And then there's all those people there to see you. Oh, and it's like all my friends. There was no, yeah. I couldn't even do fucking crowd work because it was like the first eight rows were just people I know, so <laughs> it was a lot, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was so beautiful and so much fun. Yeah. So definitely those two shows kind of stand out a bit more. I love that. Um, Cool. I really only have one question left, mm-hmm. which is your advice to new comedians. My advice to new comedians is just keep showing up and doing your best. Yeah. Just keep going on stage. I know. I understand. But just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And it just, you have to get better. You may not never make it, but you'll definitely get better. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's part of like being okay with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, you like, gotta love it, right? Like yeah. you have to enjoy it. Like I don't. I think if you're doing comedy to be famous or to make no. it, you're not doing it for the right no, reasons. No, you're not doing it. It has to be like like if I'm not on stage for like four or five days, I'm like I need to get up on stage. Yeah, I want to. I want to go and do this. It's like it's such a special thing, yeah. and we're privileged to be able to do what we do. Yeah. So to appreciate it and keep showing up, and just keep doing it and enjoying it, and yeah, facing it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And don't go up drunk. Oh yeah. yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, don't go up drunk. Go up sober. You get better. You, you think, do. You think that you won't, but you are. If it's it's like, oh, true. just one or two drinks. Nope. 
bullshit. You're fooling yourself. Go I agree. Sober. I don't think I started improving as a comedian until I started performing sober. Come here, 100%. It was like going back to square fucking one. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah, because I used to... Um, I used to say I need two beers before yeah, going on me stage. Too. Me too. I would yeah. have like two candies and a shot. Yeah. Just before I, just a shot. And then I'd go up and be like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And then when I got clean, I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's scary yeah, to perform yeah, it sober. Is. It is. It is. Um, but it's, it's like, like the alcohol lubes you up in a way that sometimes you're really funny when you drink. Like yeah, I yeah. performed drunk the other night. Um, Because I I haven't really been drinking, but I went out to dinner with a friend and was like, whatever. I haven't had a drink in like months. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I got super drunk on Monday night and it was shitty, Mike. So I was like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And I went up and did five minutes completely hammered. Yeah. Listen back to it. It was actually pretty funny. There you go. And people, thank God. And people are like, you should do a drug more often. I'm like, no, no. because it's not going to be that funny. It's not always like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Like the crowd was into it, but if they weren't, if they were like, I'm here for a professional comedy show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. You don't want to be drunk. No, you don't want to be drunk. Or high. I think being high is worse. Being high is so much worse. Being high is so much worse. Oh my God. Because you can't even say it. You're like, I can't interact. Yeah, I can't do this. No, no, no. Being high is way worse. Oh my god, drunk all the way. If you, ha- I've had some <laughs> of the best shows I've ever done is when I've been like severely hungover. Yeah, but like, t- yeah. like severely hungover. It's been some of the best shows I've ever done. I don't know why. It's because you're raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like naked. I've got nothing left. Yeah, I don't even have any like, stomach lining. Yeah, like that's where I'm at. Yeah, so I, yeah. I've had that experience where yeah, you've been yeah. throwing up all day. And you're like, right, let's do this. And then you go up there and something comes out of you. are like, I don't even know where that came from. I was so fucked. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I also think that goes along with the advice of like just keep getting up there. Is like yeah. even when you feel like shit. That's probably the better times to go because mm-hmm. it really can lift you up. And you're like, oh shit, I can do this at any time, you know. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Very important. I agree. Um Cool. Is there anything else that you like wanted to talk about or add no, in? No, no, I think that's all good. I think we did okay. a good old ding, ding, ding. No, I think so too. I think this is a good one. Good podcast, Jamie Lerner. Good podcast. Good we podcast. Um, and what? When are your shows again? Tell me all your shows. So t- tomorrow night, Thursday night at nine p.m. in Imperfecto with Andy Casper. Right. Um, Friday at six thirty here in the Comedy Clubhouse, and then later that day at ten in the Secret Comedy Club. Right. Saturday 6.30 again I'm taking over Show Up Go Up and doing my hour Nice Sunday I'm doing my regular show Right Monday no show and then Tuesday um, at 10pm I'm taking over Facus and I'm doing it there Amazing And then I'm leaving on Wednesday and then ah! I'm performing on Saturday ah! Ah! Oh my god I'm gonna poo again Oh my god Don't do it in here Don't do it poop in, in here I won't poop in here Okay Well thanks Kyla Thank you for love having you. me you're Love the best. you Love you Love you Love you um, You're crushing it You're crushing it Okay, okay. thank you Bye 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 Bye, Bye. Bye.